In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It may come as a surprise to some of us that today is actually the first of seven Sundays in this season after the Epiphany. Yet in many Episcopal churches, even here at St. John's, the Feast of the Epiphany itself is rarely celebrated in church. Although we did have the burning of the greens, which I'm not going to lie, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and in fact, Epiphany is perhaps the only great festival day in the church that is observed more in neglect than in celebration. And it is an important holiday in many other countries. It is actually the principal feast of the Incarnation in the Orthodox Church. But Epiphany has simply never caught on in American mainstream culture, usually overshadowed by Christmas itself. Perhaps we can work on that in the years to come. Epiphany is traditionally the feast of the three wise men from the East, called Magi in scripture, which means magicians or astrologers. This unlikely trio seemingly comes out of nowhere, looking for the one who is born king of the Jews. Appearing only once in the near mythic story of Jesus' birth recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, they then disappear from scripture as suddenly as they first appeared. But the point of their journey remains forever important. They are the first to understand what the others could not see, that Jesus, in fact, has been born king of the Jews. For the ancient church, this epiphany, or acknowledgement of the Christ, was worth celebrating, and it still is today. The Gospels are full of moments of epiphany, in which the divine becomes manifest in our midst. And we'll read of them throughout the upcoming Epiphany season. In our Gospel reading today, Jesus arrives at the Jordan, requesting baptism from a reluctant John. But when Jesus comes up out of the waters, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Heaven and earth were brought together in this sacramental instant, and Christ was revealed before our very eyes. His mission and his ministry became crystal clear. This is my Son, the Beloved. These words, or ones very much like them, are proclaimed more than once throughout the Gospels, almost as an exclamation mark, emphasizing the role and the reality of Christ. We find them repeated at the Transfiguration, midway through Jesus' public ministry. And the centurion at the cross comes to that same epiphany. He exclaims that Jesus was indeed God's Son. What are we to make of these epiphanies for ourselves today? For one thing, they're sobering reminders that the Lord is more than just our sibling, more than just simply a friend we can turn to when we're seeking a listening ear, even more than just a prophet. Christ is none other than God 
made present in our day and age. His divinity spills over into our confused and oftentimes hurting earthly realm. And as we read of Jesus' journeys throughout Galilee and beyond, as we listen attentively to his stories and to his parables, we are from time to time reminded unequivocally of where this is all coming from and where it is all leading to. If the Father can be well pleased with Christ, his Son, he can be well pleased with us, too, who are his children by adoption. This is the meaning of the gospel and the promise made to us in our own baptisms. As Peter states in our reading today from Acts, God shows no partiality. Anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. That includes us. If Epiphany is sometimes the forgotten feast, perhaps it's in part because Epiphany itself can sometimes seem a short-lived reality. Christ abides with us, yet his presence in our lives can seem at the same time all too fleeting as we go about our routines of family and work. Even as Jesus' own baptism passes, the heavens once again close, the dove is gone, leaving Jesus to his mission on earth. There's work to be done. There's a gospel to be proclaimed. The epiphany experienced becomes the gospel lived. Our own baptismal covenant reminds us that we are called to seek and serve Christ in all persons loving our neighbors as ourselves. Whenever it was that we came up from the water of our own baptism, whether it was recently or even decades ago, we came up from those waters a new person in Christ, a child of God called to make the Lord manifest and known in our world today. Our baptism unites us who we are today with the power of Christ, the beloved of the Father, baptized at the Jordan those 20 centuries ago. Christ dwells with us today and is still there to be seen and discovered by those who, like the Magi, are willing to journey far from the familiar and the comfortable in their quest for knowledge and understanding. Like the wise ones from the East, we must be willing to leave the comfort of our preconceptions and prejudices. We must be willing to look for the Christ in places others refuse to enter, whether it be a shelter, on the street corner, or even in a stable. The Magi brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We must bring the gift of ourselves as we encounter Christ alive and present in the elderly, the children, and all the vulnerable and defenseless people of our world. Christ is also manifest to us today in the bread and the wine of the Holy Eucharist, which we recognize as nothing less than his very body and blood. Christ is there when we turn to him in confident prayer, and in those times when we find ourselves without words, and on the point of despair. He is with us in the quiet of our hearts and in the chaos 
and tumult of our daily lives. But Christ is not ours to hold or keep. Paradoxically, he allows us from time to time to experience his absence, precisely so that we, his disciples, may learn the importance of bringing his presence to others. That's the epiphany challenge of our baptismal covenant. Each celebration of the Eucharist in our church begins with a prayerful acknowledgement to God. To you, all hearts are open. All desires known and from you, no secrets are hid. We recognize that the Lord knows us and has known us from all time and eternity. As we are known in God, so must we now become in our lives the epiphany of Christ's presence in our world today. <clears throat>